हेलो गाइज वी आर बैक विद अ न्यू एपिसोड फॉर यू सो वॉट वी हैव डिसाइडेड इज वी आर गोन टू बुक समरीज नाउ सो बिकॉज आई हैव बिन रीडिंग अ टन ऑफ बुक्स एंड आई वॉन्टेड टू शेयर माई थॉट्स ऑन दोज बुक्स सो वी हैव आकाश विद अस एंड वी बोथ हैव बिन रीडिंग अटोमिक हैबिट्स नाउ and we both have completed it actually and uh, we wa- would like to say uh, a few things about it uh, so akash when did you read the book so i started reading this book around 2 months ago i guess okay. but uh, eventually i have read it for along like almost along with some few other books i have read it for 2 uh, to 2 to 3 weeks oh yeah nice. so how do you usually read your books do you read them uh, like a passage so what i did with the personal mba was i tried to uh, take my time with the book okay. and uh, listen to just specific parts of let's say i wanted to learn about customer acquisition right, then i would right. read that part of the book so, so it was really picking out the topics which you are interested mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. from the yeah. book summary okay okay so basically i didn't do that way i read the whole book so first of all when i started this book uh, i guess it was uh, yeah around 2 months back so uh, basically what i did is i used to read at night yeah so i used to get a lot of read ample amount of time at night i used to basically read everything for about at least two chapters i used to read at daily but along with it i used to read other books also okay for example like i am start, still studying in university so i had to read my like academic books also the same way So yeah I completed it pretty much in a very good amount of time I Yeah either, even I listened to the book I think yeah. I finished the book in um, a couple of weeks maximum 14 days right. I used okay. to wear it while I was going to train mm. and uh, yeah a so very good book Yeah yeah I obviously I listened to the audio I did not actually read the book Okay okay, okay. and I think it's brilliant yeah. uh, so let's get started with the book Okay Uh, so basically uh, to give a summary about this book is basically it's a non fiction book uh, and it it focuses mainly on how big uh, big uh, we can create big changes uh, we can create big uh, what can we resolutions. say resolutions yeah. by making small changes in our day to day activity we can have an impactful what you can say an end result yeah by following through some like simple basic what none uh, what others seem like insignificant yeah. steps or changes you know yeah. Really yeah so in the book uh, so in the beginning itself they have explained a very good example of what these changes are and yeah. how these changes compound over time uh, with an example of a british cycling team Yeah. So I what did, uh, so just explain what the basically, team was and then you can. Yeah. So uh, basically, this British cyclist team uh, back in the nineties was very was going through a rough phase. So none of them were they like uh, I think there was one company like uh, the cycling company the cycle company who refused to give them the cycle uh, like even for uh, sponsorship. they didn't give them the sponsorship because they were losing so bad they were afraid that it may cause their reputation so so it was like that bad for them so they decided to change the coach and uh, by changing the coach the coach implements like subtle small small uh, i would say incremental uh, few plans okay few strategies and few plans which uh, obviously the team had a uh, like very impactful uh, i would say um, you know result 
they got the result eventually but in the beginning nobody would believe that these small things would actually matter yeah. a lot okay so starting for giving uh, like example point of view they coated the tires the cycling tires with some form of i think uh, some solutions okay so basically it reduced the friction then uh, they changed the diet of the uh, cyclist very very like subtle changes for example like uh, getting in proportion the carbs the proteins and also the uh, grip of the sole yeah. of the tires and the grip of their shoes was they, what they ride in yeah, yeah. so and also like uh, reducing the frame up reducing the weight of the frame up yeah. making the cycles lighter yeah yeah so eventually they were i guess four tour de france and uh, like gold medals also they won four tour de france and yeah. uh, basically i i don't remember the exact number but almost 80 medals and yeah. they broke seven world records yeah yeah eventually but it happened eventually yeah and yeah. these this is exactly what uh, what is mentioned in atomic habits right so you are not as good as your um, goals you are as good as your processes, processes. as good as your systems right. so it really hit home with me when he said that you so all the always when i am thinking about successful people i am thinking about how did they like failures never had a plan to fail obviously right yeah. they also wanted to succeed so basically their goals were the same yeah. to have a lot of money to have everything they wanted mm-hmm. but why did people who failed fail and why did successful people succeed, succeed. was my question yeah. so he answered it very well yes. well saying that you are only as good as your systems right and right. Uh, in the british cycling example mm-hmm. uh, team example they actually changed the system that is why their outputs changed even though the goal had uh, was the same, was the same the before same. and after i think there was a huge what you can say the approach was very different yeah. first of all and uh, there goes i mean i am uh, watching a series right now okay so it's peaky blinders okay so this is an fiction novel so a series so there is one uh, uh, character in there who is the main lead character he's called thomas shelby okay okay and uh, he's such a determined person if you watch that series it is like obviously mind blowing but uh, the thing that i got from him is he always keeps the you know end goal stable but he is always flexible with whatever the process is going through if something doesn't work he always changes the process in such a way that it is more efficient but doesn't change the end goal the end goal always remains the same like how uh, i guess uh, mike tyson uh, mike tyson said it that uh, you always have a plan until you get punched in the face yeah 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 yeah, yeah. very interesting so yeah. till you go in the field you don't know exactly mm. what or yeah. so yeah so where do you think you have applied this uh, to in your in your life in right. so you're 19 so yeah, i don't 19. think you have lived a lot <laughs> but uh, neither have i but uh, uh, how how have we applied till today okay so academically speaking i have been a very studious guy from right from the beginning so i guess uh, you know if you have like whoever is listening to this podcast so uh, if you have any medical friends they will tell you it is not at all like engineering or any competitive exam okay so we don't basically have like 1 plus 2 is equal to 3 it is never that way so you have to basically write a whole like 8 to 10 pages for one single question it i'm not even joking 8 to 10 pages uh, back and forth for one question which i raise around 10 marks so basically uh, what the test you is the amount of subjective answer you can put in with the proper amount of diagrams and other things uh, combined with the amount of you know basically should you write in there yeah okay 
so the quality sorry quantity or quantity uh, quality, quality yeah. that is the basis so uh, when i write those exams first in the starting beginning they give you 15 minutes of preparation time before the exam begins okay so in that time you have to fill the like uh, credentials and everything like name roll number everything so in that time you can basically if you look around uh, the other the examination hall you will see people asking each other silly questions like how much you have prepared how much you slept the night i think you can use that exam to draw the margins that time at that time yeah okay yeah. so basically instead of asking what date it is and how much you slept the other night you can use that time utilize that time to draw the margins on the you know like how we used to do in 10th standard yeah, yeah you have to basically be systematic about it and draw lines on the left and the right side yeah if you think about it you don't really seem to have a big idea about how it can impact your paper or how it can impact the amount of things you write in that paper but adding like a 2 to 3 cm line on the right side of the paper so making b- it what we are saying is other than the margin on the margin. left we yeah. also draw a right line line on the right yeah yeah, yeah. so it is it is usually for people as mm-hmm. for the checkers to uh, mark the number of marks we have or something like that, that is yeah that is the basis on the 10th standard examination okay but there are two things for it first of all the examiner thinks that you have written your answers very appropriately very yeah. clean and neatly so that is not my uh, you know basis my basis is to reduce the amount of space what you can write and increase the number of pages what you can actually yeah and that is that is how yeah. the, you get compared you, you never <laughs> get compared on number of words number of words you are compared on the number of pages pages you write okay absolutely so this and is a, such a small uh, small example change. of the change you have made yeah. So yeah also the I think no, most of the people don't think about it but uh, if even if you like you know when you are writing you attach your pen cap on the end okay yeah. and uh, when you remove the pen cap and you just write without the cap you don't feel like very like sudden change or very like uh, the the weight is not that significant right yeah but eventually if you write and if you compare your uh, speed with it you can actually write much faster not like much faster but that is it the incremental change yeah. the incremental progress you can much you can write uh, at least i would say the the the, uh, the questions that matter the most at the last you can write them at that time the speed yeah. counts at that time yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah th- that's so interesting so whether or not to have our uh, have the pen cap on our back on the pen's back mm-hmm. is such a small thing to think about then to it matters a lot yeah. when it comes to the crucial part right so uh, so i've been so in so i have been following manchester united for a while now mm-hmm. so i've been following them since they were like shit like after mm-hmm. they were great after the manager yeah. after 25 years he left i've been following them after that mm-hmm. So everybody compares compares the current manager to the last manager mm-hmm. so let's say firstly we had David Moyes okay. so everybody compared how good David Moyes is to the greatest manager the club has ever seen so nobody thought of what the culture of the club was then mm-hmm. nobody compared the culture they always compared exactly what how many titles did they win based upon the research yeah. that uh, that they get yeah so united lost 
ऑलमोस्ट एवरी इम्पोर्टेंट मैच फॉर द लास्ट आई थिंक सेवन ईयर्स सो लास्ट ईयर सो एटीन मंथ्स बैक दे हैव अपॉइंटेड अ न्यू मैनेजर इज नेम इज ऑल एनर सोलशर इज अ नॉर्वेजियन ही इज अंसेस्टर यूनाइटेड लेजेंड सो ही इज ऑलरेडी प्लेड फॉर यूनाइटेड ही इज वन चैंपियंस लीग ही he's he's not a very talkative guy firstly okay. he's super nice whenever he talks he never puts his players down mm-hmm. it's such a small thing yeah. you, you nobody will attribute this to his success keeping the moral high of the team okay. yeah it, he he whenever he comes into the media he never says that it was because of that player or this player oh, okay. he never points it out right. even if it, that was the case he'll never do that mm. that is the first thing secondly he started changing the culture around the club hmm. everybody all the fans were so negative about the about the club because about because let's say uh, people uh, players who were not playing good enough hmm. were paid the most acha okay so that that became a huge hurdle for the uh, the club because how can you justify paying him weekly let's say 15 uh, 150000 dollars How do you how do you compare that to somebody who's actually playing nice and he's paying getting paid like twenty times less? Oh, okay, okay, I get. So you. these these hurdles were systematically broken down, hmm. and they were uh, what he did was changed how people uh, how players thought about the club. Okay. Everybody wanted to come to United because they'll get paid a lot. Right, right. Okay. Now everybody comes to United because they want to win a lot. Hmm, it, it is it is a it is a difference yeah. because he changed everything from small things from getting players fitter hmm. right and a very good example of this is initially because of this program what happened was there were tons of injuries okay people were just out they could not play because they could not sustain this training regime mm-hmm. and that is why united were losing again okay so they basically so, focus on the agility and the training of the players players okay, but okay. but you so fans did not understand this that is why all the fans started ranting take the manager out okay, he's not okay. good enough okay. he's not winning anything mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. but now now as the as the players body is coping with this training routine everybody is fitter they are faster they are stronger they are they have a good touch whenever they touch the ball and so all in all mm-hmm. these small changes have are adding up now slowly right. Right. and you can see the results now so it's been 18 yeah. months yeah. so now you are seeing the results of these small additions okay. so i think it is a it is a very beautiful story to watch how it is unraveling in front of us yeah actually i think the the core crux of it is to believe the process yes yeah. beginning yeah. like these incremental changes nobody will like care about it uh, in the beginning yeah 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 they will say like look okay fine if you want to beat like a good team in uh, you know liga then how can you depend upon such an incremental change yeah it and doesn't matter in that time and like, you, if Uh, whenever i uh, i listen to some people talking about how to be successful mm. every time they say there's only one way to do it oh yeah 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 okay yeah hard but, work uh, ha- that is there but hard work is you cannot just say hard work and get done with it there is a lot hard work is very deep you should understand what you're doing mm. so uh, for example let's say uh, let's say uh, i as it is as you know i'm playing i play tennis like professionally now mm. 
Uh, so while I'm playing tennis, what I try to do is when I'm training, I try to focus on my technique. Okay. So focusing on technique is I I am a baseline player. So basically, mm-hmm. I play from the back a lot. Okay, baseline. So that is one way of winning. Hmm. Yeah. So. I am not so I want to get more comfortable with volleys but I'm still not very comfortable with my volleys okay so I am I'm trying to improve that but rather than saying that yeah every grand slam winner is a great volleyer mm-hmm. and that is why I'll change my game completely to volleying is wrong just give me an idea about it okay so basically if you are a baseline player does it mean you are a conservative player or no, no. not on the aggressive side so you you are on the aggressive side okay. but a lot of players what they do is people who have a great serve mm-hmm. they just serve and come to the volley and finish the point oh, okay okay so i keep on rallying i keep on rallying because i have a good stamina and all mm-hmm. of that so initially what happened was i could see these players have a great serve and then i used to lose to them Mm-hmm. So I started losing faith in my own process, Achha. and which was a very wrong thing, right? So if I so one as so after one huge loss, I decided that I have to decide on a process, mm-hmm. and I decided that this was the process I can believe in and I can get behind. Yeah, right. So I now truly believe that this process works for me. Mm-hmm. It does not have to work for everybody. Everybody, but it works for you. Yeah. Right. So there are there are a lot of ways to win. So you obviously you'll need hard work you'll need passion you'll need yeah. time management all of that yeah. but very important is how well do you uh, how well do you focus when the time is to focus and mm-hmm. the only way to focus is loving the process correct and believing in the process that's it so i, I think, think that's the way like you have to keep your process flexible yeah. like if one idea doesn't work you have to change the idea not the end goal yeah 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 and end goal and In, even in the book they have mentioned um how we have like how our personalities change uh-huh. on the basis of what our goals are yeah. so you can give us a good so i think there are three ways of changing what he has mentioned first yeah. is a outcome based mm-hmm. this thing second is the system based um Approach. change approach, approach and the third one is identity based approach Correct. so identity based approach is the strongest, strongest one, one. Yeah. and then that is how it the is the more efficient one is the identity based afterwards is the uh, system based, based and then the outcome based yeah so i would give an example okay so first of all like obviously i think you have also done uh, the same things but uh, whenever a new year comes up you go on with resolutions yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, whenever we like plan a resolution we plan like very what again say a very state breaking resolution for yeah. example so what you are doing for years together you just can't break it in one day yeah. the habit system and the habit chain what is going on with you for years around you can't just break it in one day and we don't do like one habit for a year yeah we just add on like a list of the best and habits that you can possibly find Yeah. And you just make it like a regime to start it and follow it from the first uh, of January. So, uh, personally speaking, yeah, ten uh, days I can cope up with it. But on the eleventh day, I will feel like no, this is not made for me. Yeah, like I can't cope up with ten new habits all of the sudden. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what I do is I just keep on doing like thirty day challenges. If you if you uh, watch this Matt Develler channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he does basically is he uh, he follows on with one habit for thirty days. all the time like uh, uh, let it be like detoxification or uh, decaffeination or uh, sleeping habits like sh- scheduled uh, sleeping habits 
or say i think he also made about uh, nofap and uh, even uh, like you know just uh, resisting from the uh, masturbation part so i think uh, I, basically what i do is inculcate three habits for a month let it be like 100 push ups a day okay and other one is how you are doing right now is the drinking like 1 liter of water in the morning which will boost your metabolism and which will eventually like it has a lot of health benefits also uh, so i do i basically follow these things so identity based what we are talking so about so all of this is a system based system approach, based right? approach. Yeah. so we are setting yeah, up yeah. a system yeah. so that we can be better versions of ourselves oh, correct the identity based what i think is uh, you know when i was in college uh, in first in my first year okay so obviously we all know like uh, ragging is much prevalent in uh, uh, medical colleges rather than engineering colleges okay so <laughs> so so basically you get into that uh, zone or get into that mentality that no ragging what is happening is right because every day and like every year it happens to us and every like uh, when, whenever you get into first year like it is obvious that seniors will rag us okay so you get into that mindset of okay whatever is happening is okay but when you break that identity and when you think like no i am also a student i am going to be a doctor one day then you think about it as a you know like ragging is very basic for us but in uh, uh, soldiers or in say like military background people ragging and all is i think it starts from fifth standard uh, at least i have heard about it i don't know how much true it is but i have heard about it uh, like there is like very what can say there is there are different approaches to it first of all the identity based approach what i think is if you think of yourself as a, you know you get into that uh, uh, what what is that mind mentality called like uh, victim mentality you play the yeah, victim yeah, yeah. card so you basically think like whatever is happening that is bound to happen with me yeah. if you change something about it obviously you can you can uh, see the results yeah and a very good example that has been given in the book is about the how you quit smoking smoking yeah. so there's a great book called i'll uh, i'll teach you how to quit smoking mm-hmm. so in that book they have uh, so i've read tons of tons of uh, people saying that i have left smoking because i read that book okay and i think it is a massive thing right because you read some uh, words and then you mm. give up on a huge uh, bad habit mm. how is that possible mm. so uh, in this book they have broken it down okay. saying that it is an identity based change okay. so in that book he gives all the all the reasons why you would want to smoke mm. and proves them that it is not good enough right. so then it is not true Worth it. it is just mm. what they are making to sell Yeah, yeah yeah so this is Definitely. what he explains so uh, after that chapter he also says that rather than saying uh, if a smoker is a smoker says that yes i'm trying to quit smoking when he is given a cigarette hmm. uh then it shows that he still in he thinks himself himself as a smoker he hasn't broke that personality identity, uh, identity. yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. so right. he thinks that he's still a smoker but he's just quitting quitting hmm. or trying to quit trying rather. to quit right. yeah. yeah but when you say that no i don't smoke hmm. when you're given a cigarette yeah that means that you are distancing yourself from the uh, the person, person and the, the smoker and the smoking yeah so that is a huge paradigm shift i think that hmm. you uh, that uh, i i liked in the book and you know you subconsciously tell yourself that i'm not a smoker Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think that matters a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
basically if i had to apply this in my life i would say i used to do like 100 push ups a day yeah. uh, in the beginning okay and my goal was like basically i am a lean skinny guy i used to be one and uh, when i started doing 100 push ups a day i kept the like how we say this outcome based result yeah okay so i had to have a bigger chest at least i should in t-shirts at least i should look like i you i have a chest or a body okay not like uh, lean and skinny so when i got on with doing 100 push ups a day i always focused upon the result okay so maybe in 30 days i will get a bigger chest and bigger pecs but didn't happen and uh, for that i think how i changed my approach was if i can do 100 push ups a day i can uh, like achieve athletic physique yeah. and i can achieve i can break my own stereotypes and i can break my own uh, you know uh, potential i can yeah. just achieve and i can just see my discover my potential of how many push ups i can do in a day yeah, yeah yeah and it is basically very mental thing that uh, you know when you start doing push up you don't think about how many push ups you are going to do and it is like base in your head uh i think starting like starting to do push up is much much harder than when you get into the push up and your body eventually gives up yeah yeah the yeah. lactic acid build up what your body faces when you do like 50 push up 60 push up is rather i would say insignificant in terms of an amount of laziness that you have yeah. before beginning the push up yeah yeah, yeah. So getting from zero to one is one. the hardest, hardest. push-up, rather than going from ten well, to hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From zero to ten is very yeah crucial. So uh, when I think about that, so after my engineering, uh, always I I had a problem that when I would sit to work, mm. I would do great work. So mm. great work for me is doing what I love as as well as I can. Okay. So doing what I love mean meaning let's say I have a task today hmm. I want to give my all so Full that I want to okay. perfect that technique so let's say I'm designing a 3D model hmm. so I want to give it everything I have so that I can design the perfect uh, 3D design that I can awesome. for my application right okay right so I I had this uh, I knew that I was good at this hmm. but the problem was these sets of inspiration did not come every time okay okay mm-hmm. and whenever they used to hit that time i used to be very productive and efficient okay so when i read this book i started thinking it was because i was still in the student mentality mm-hmm. as i did not become a professional yeah as i did not become a pro Got so it. then i started thinking of my, myself as a electronics engineer mm-hmm. a professional engineer Okay. So from that time I have been trying to get started at 10 o'clock in the morning okay. and give it everything I have till 6. Hmm. And then I am allowed to relax. So it is more of a mental thing. Right. That I I consider myself as a professional. Yeah. So whenever I just sit and uh, try to find something fun on YouTube, hmm. then I I ask myself, would a professional do this? Yeah. If he is getting paid, right. a lot of professionals do. But would a professional hmm. that I want to be hmm. would do this? No, no. because if it it goes against what I stand for right. and what I am as right. an identity, and right. I am an engineer now. Yeah. So this is a huge, huge shift that I have seen. Correct. So I think this concept I have really liked, and it has hit home yes. with me. I have read this concept in one another book. I don't remember. I think this book has, you know, like compiled a lot of uh, books all in together. For example, what we talked about this aggregation of marginal gains. 
it literally it has a book of itself called the compound effect yeah 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 and he, and they have not taught anything new mm-hmm. in this book mm-hmm. it is just a great summary book summary so book, yeah, he, right. everything is collected and he's told us that this is how to get better correct correct so i i really like that about it I so it even course. even when i read books what i try to, the books that really hit home to me mm. are the books that go along with my mentality mm-hmm. that i i trust this mm. and but i don't know how to get from point a to point b right. so these book becomes these books become right. kind of a bridge yeah, from yeah, yeah. point a to point b that is why i yeah. like books like these so in the book uh, they have explained how to build basic habits atomic yeah. means uh, atomic is one yeah so yeah. basic the most unit mm. of uh, simplified most, unit of yeah, yeah simplified unit okay so how do you make uh habits last and how do you break bad habits mm. these are the this is an ideal situation right? mm. that is what everybody wants correct they want to break bad habits and they want, want to, to form, new, form uh, good habits, habits. Uh, that will serve them serve yes. them i think the process is quite a lot of same just opposite to what we want to achieve like uh, like there there are four things okay first of all you can read it out uh, so uh, basically what it is is uh, so there are four things what he has mentioned hmm. so uh, the habit formation is basically there is a cue hmm. cue being let's take an example so that it is easier for everybody to understand okay we will take example like uh, you are sitting for studying and you just see your mobile yeah notifying yeah yeah hmm. so keeping the phone in front of you and it showing you a notification is a cue hmm so you you think about rather than actually what the message is you think about what the message could be could be and could that be. is a lot more uh, complex than yeah. what actually it is being right? optimistic <laughs> yeah so okay. after that there is the craving, craving. so craving comes when you're thinking about it okay. that what could it be what could it be so you have a craving to open your phone and see what the message is right so after that you see you give a response hmm. the response is you go and open your phone hmm. and uh, the last one is the reward reward you see the message and you feel something you basically get a dopamine hit dopamine hit yeah. yeah you get a hit and that is what you want hmm. so this is not there are no so in even in the book they have mentioned there are no bad habits hmm. Hmm. all the ba- all the habits that you think are bad go against what your long term goal is goal is right so right so using this phone using this phone is a good thing because as a reward you are getting something positive so right. you are getting a dopamine hit mm-hmm. you are getting what you were craving for right so that is a, that is that can be a positive in a few other scenarios yeah so i think uh, so this is how uh, he has explained in the book right yeah. james clear is very what you can say like uh, clear about what he thinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically for uh, breaking one habit you have to dispose or make the cue invisible so if we making a new the, good ha- good habit or bad habit no just to break the habit break the habit, break okay. The habit okay yeah. so suppose we will take the same scenario again yeah, yeah. so you are sitting for studying you are on your study table and uh, you find yourself uh, getting distracted a bit and uh, your you know, bell ring i mean notification rings okay so what you can do you can keep the phone away from you 
Yeah, or you can keep it in a drawer. You can keep it in your cupboard, away from your uh, the place where you are studying. So basically, it won't distract you. Yeah. Okay. So that is the first thing. You make the queue invisible, or just dispose it off. The second one, what is it? Is uh, make the ca- craving unattractive. Yeah. So how would I keep uh, give it into words? So yeah. what I do hmm. is turn off all the notifications. Firstly, okay, so okay, that okay. the uh, queue is gone. Queue is gone. Secondly, I, I make it unattractive. Hmm. So let's say I get a notification. Hmm. I've deleted obviously I've deleted my Instagram. Ah, so uh, so I uh, so. The cre- it has become unattractive for me. Whenever I use my phone, there's nothing for me to use. Use it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nothing to use. But like for a like you know, name and Sam who uses Instagram, but yeah. he has to make the craving unattractive. So to make unattractive, what I used to do initially was unfollow people who oh, right. I think yeah, are attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Attractive being <laughs> uh, resonating with you. Yeah, yeah. So attracting being people who actively distract you from what you want. Yeah. For example, so, meme pages. Yeah, meme pages. Meme Great pages. example. Great. So how? Uh, so this is how you make it unattractive. Unattractive. Yeah. So the third one is uh, making that response difficult. So what I used to do when I used to use Instagram, I used to keep it in the hidden app section. Yeah. Or basically how you used to like uh, operate Instagram from the Google itself. Yeah, yeah. From the website. Okay. So it is it is a lot. What I can say. Irritating. Irritating to use it from the like websites. You know you can't double click. You can't. You basically the algorithm is such that they want you to install the app and use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It makes it so much convenient to use it in the app rather than on the website. Yeah, and that is the whole motto, so that you can download the app. Okay, so basically making the response difficult, or you can set passwords. Okay, so what I used to do, uh, I used to set a very long as password first of all, so that whenever I have to like you know like whenever you pop up when you are into your work zone. and whenever sudden thing like random thing pops up and it is very insignificant for example uh, i would say sending some memes to one friend okay and this pops up and it is a really good meme but it is insignificant in yeah. uh, accordance to what you are doing yeah and uh, if you keep your password long enough that until you type the password you think are what am i doing with yeah yeah and uh, if you if you are very what you can say approachable to the the other person via internet so suppose if you can insta- if you can uh, open up the instagram and send memes real fast then i think you are bound to make more distractions when you are working yeah 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 uh, so this is a part of how to make the response difficult, difficult. right yeah so uh, how do you make the reward unsatisfactory uh, i would say we are sticking to the same scenario okay so basically your phone rings up notification bell uh, bell rings up you go to it and you suppose if you even respond to it so how you can make the uh, reward unsatisfactory is you just become aware of yourself what you are doing because like you know i was talking to you the other day about the you know dopamine hit what they use and they use this uh, i would say members who are called attention engineers Yeah. when they are making the instagram algorithm yeah and they have uh, learned i mean they have what you can say synthesized the concepts from a uh, you know las vegas casinos yeah 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 really they have concise and they have synthesized the uh, attention engineering i mean uh, basically the uh, the reward and craving system from there so what they do is they make the reward so i would say satisfying for you yeah. satisfactory for you and they give you this dopamine hit 
I think basically if you just become aware of yourself what you are doing in the moment I think that is enough for making the yeah and this all of this Instagram when you talk about it the basic thing I don't like about it is there are literally thousands of engineers working day and night just to get your attention yeah and I don't want to fall for that I don't like it basically so um, they are trying to make these these four things they are making trying to make the queue very obvious obvious they are yeah. making the craving very easy yes. so you can download the app you just click you're there mm-hmm. and then it is very attractive yeah you can see you i see think the, they have yeah. perfected how an app with photo should look oh yeah they, instagram yeah they have they have done it very well mm. and it is very satisfactory when you send a meme to a friend and he laughs mm-hmm. nothing like it or somebody you actually like follows you back yeah. nothing like it right you see like uh, if you compare reddit to instagram like any random chap from india now like after zero everyone is almost using instagram and it has become a very common household thing but uh, if you think about if you compare reddit to instagram i would say not everyone likes reddit as much as they like instagram yeah because instagram is too much i would say easy yeah. to handle and very easy to comprehend rather than reddit yeah i think instagram gives you a feel of satisfaction a satisfaction uh, or premiumism or whatever it is called yeah a premium feel it gives you you feel so like rich mm. because you follow these accounts and they are in their mansions yeah yeah, yeah. chilling out with their girls <laughs> <laughs> that is that is what obviously a normal person would want correct correct, correct. and that they they can already see it mm. it is like they they are already have it they already have it so i think it is a very I don't vicious know, i don't get how people fall for it okay instagram is understandable okay i also used to use instagram a lot when i had it but uh, you know the snapchat i was talking to you about, about this other the other day the snapchat have a concept of streaks going on basically you don't get anything for it and they have created a uh, like very a very customer holding or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i would say a very attractive for the customer thing that uh, by basically by making a streak kind of a algorithm so that you just have to use the app every day and if you don't use it and you don't share the snap with your friends every day the streak breaks yeah you get nothing from it even then i see my friends literally like sub okay i will give you an example okay uh, we were going for dandeli for three days uh, like trek and in dandeli you don't get uh, like you know clear cut mobile signals and range over there so so yeah uh, so basically what my friend did is he gave the password and he gave literally the whole mobile to my other friend who used to stay in hostel and he basically told him to snap the the whole list of friends what he had every day for three days this is how addicting it is so i think this is a very good example of how a habit is formed yeah you make it so easy you make it all these four things yeah, yeah, yeah. right uh, and i uh, so how can you so let's move from how by how to leave bad habits to getting good habits yeah. a very good example of good habit tracker is the tree app do you have, do you know the i've heard about it so basically what you do is i don't exactly remember the name of the app forest it's called forest okay i have used that forest yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, what forest. what happens is you you use the app and let's say you are, you plan to uh focus for 25 minutes hmm. 
okay so you start the timer then a tree starts to grow mm-hmm. okay so if you are distracted so if you complete that 25 minutes it will stay there it will stay forever right it will stay green it will be very healthy mm-hmm. but if you just open some other app mm-hmm. or do something else in those 25 minutes right. then the tree will die instantly instantly right. Right. so it gives a feel of oh i killed it mm-hmm. and i think so i i used to use it a lot mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people can draw um, draw a lot of positives from it okay. and how to uh, follow with this follow. this is basically a pomodoro technique mm-hmm. so it's basically 25 minutes on 5 minutes, minutes break. Uh, break and yeah. then 25 minutes on Correct. so but you think about it it is so fascinating obviously we know that tree is virtual yeah if you are not actually killing the tree but it seems like Oh, I'm doing a sin by killing the tree, and you just get back to whatever. You yeah, do. I think whenever you uh, ask, uh, let's say, so have you heard that uh, if you would want, so think about it. It's a virtual example. Okay. Uh, if you if you know uh, there's a granny in front, so you're standing on a bridge. Hmm. Uh, you have a granny in front of you. Okay. And there are four people. uh on the tracks on the other side uh no so you are standing on a bridge and you have a train trail okay below railway it. track railway track below okay. it okay mm-hmm. so you can see the train moving towards four people who are sleeping on the track okay okay mm-hmm. you see one uh, you see uh that if you can pull a lever mm-hmm. then a uh, then a granny falls on the track, track. and she dies hmm. and the train gets to the other path and these okay. four people are alive okay so basically so the train changes the course and the four people what we yeah they'll survive we can save them yeah. but the granny dies but the granny dies hmm. or you cannot pull the lever let the granny survive and the four people will die they're young four people okay. 25 years old okay okay what do you do granny okay uh, you'll yeah. pull the lever and yeah. fill the either. so now think about if you had to go and physically push the granny down the oh. down the bridge okay. on the on the this thing railway track nice. would you do it or would you kill the four people no i would just let the four people get yeah <laughs> so this is this is a huge uh, so the outcome is the same yeah right right, right. but the physical action that you take mm-hmm. is different approach and is different approach right. because you connect your emotions to it right. when you are physically doing something so Absolutely. i think this is exactly what the forest act triggers yeah 100% so 100%. they are trying to channelize those emotions to you mm-hmm. just to get you on a better track right. so getting back to the book uh, so in the book they have also mentioned that uh, how to get a good how to make a good habit so have you formed any good habits that have sticked with you for a long time yeah so basically what i would say it is a habit for me daily 100 push ups a day okay okay it has become a habit for me okay eventually i didn't think of it like a habit i would say it was a resolution uh, by the beginning of the year but it has become a habit and i'm very very satisfied about it other thing what i okay so how did you so there are four steps to making uh, what they have mentioned in the book habit, yeah. so first one is to make it obvious, make it obvious. how did you make it obvious 
you know it has been an innate i would say thing for me that i shouldn't be out of shape any time yeah yeah and i was never out of shape in my life i at least i have never been a you know uh, what they say what magnificent obese is like the uh, the extreme side of it but uh, even like skinny fat what yeah, yeah, yeah. even skinny fat i just hate it and i just hate the idea of being even like slightly out of shape yeah i just want myself to be always on track and yeah. always at least if i'm not ripped at least i don't want uh, myself to feel grumpy and very yeah, yeah. lethargic lethargic about myself so it was very obvious for me no uh, so in the book how they have mentioned is hmm. let's say you said uh, like you you like to drink water every day yeah. so to make it obvious what i have done is hmm. whenever i sleep i have a bottle full of water with me okay okay so whenever i go down uh, i go down and drink the water when i'm browsing through twitter acha so it has become obvious for me so i okay. see the water and i think yes that is okay. that is what i have to do so you have connected to uh, yeah yeah that is uh, what is it called habit stacking yeah, yeah. so that is also what uh, so uh-huh. i know basically browsing twitter is not uh, very good habit hmm. but i like it so and i also follow a lot of good uh, smart people okay so gives me motivation in the morning acha and this water hmm. so water has helped me immensely recently hmm. um so that is how i've made it obvious hmm. and the second one is i've made it easy by keeping it by my bed side correct correct okay then i have made it attractive because i can browse See, twitter when i am okay. drinking water that is why it is very attractive to me okay. oh that is interesting okay. that is that, this is what i can do because i don't allow myself to use any of my phones hmm. phone apps till i am let's say out of my bed till i am drinking water okay for how many days are you following this i think um 20 25 days with water right but with no apps in the bed and outside mm-hmm. the bed mm-hmm. i think i've been very consistent with that i think 7 8 months okay i've not nice. uh, whenever i wake up i don't instagram i obviously i don't use twitter i don't use youtube mm-hmm. because nothing against these people but i don't think i don't see myself doing that correct Correct. So that is how I made. Uh, so so getting like it. for uh, getting it, uh, getting a new habit, and the point what we are talking about attractiveness. Okay. So are you like feeling anything about it, like in a positive way? What about, about the, the water you are drinking in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water? So are you I, seeing a good attractive result? I would say. Yeah, I feel more healthy. Hmm. Healthy being. I don't feel more acidic. I always used to feel very acidic, acidic and I, whenever I used to have food, mm. I did not like it because mm-hmm. I I did not feel comfortable in my tummy. That's firstly, right. and secondly, my weight has gone down. Okay, okay. So, okay. but that's very interesting. I never thought because if I did not drink water, I would have food craving in the morning. Correct. Have you like uh, experienced like a form of energy, more energetic? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I used to uh, work for fourteen hours. Now I can work for around eighteen hours. Oh, cool. because because I am trying my hardest. So even in this lockdown, I am trying my hardest to keep myself productive. Okay. And okay. the only way to keep be productive is keeping my mind active. Hmm. And refreshment and hydration is a very good okay, thing. Okay, that's good. Okay, correct. So and I have made it satisfactory because. this i can see these results right you can see them visually yeah and i think it is 
absolutely massive for me so okay. at least for my physical health it is brilliant yeah uh so so have you so how is the push ups uh, this thing going on how it is going on is like i have basically built up that habit and i do it every day one 50 push ups at a time in the morning and 50 push ups at a time in the evening okay so okay yeah getting on with it we have like three like we have three in immediate or i would say we what you can say we immediate habit patterns of the people who are very around us around us close to okay, us okay. or the masses or the powerful people yeah okay so, so we imitate hmm, imitate okay. the uh, habits hmm. that are around us hmm. or uh, they are close to us of the masses, masses. and uh, powerful people powerful people okay. so let's uh, so people who are close ones So I close think close. it has. I've told you this already. Mm. People who are close to me, I close to me being the people I talk to every day. Mm. I felt not exactly filtered them. They have filtered themselves out of my life because right. I've been very productive. And once you focus on something, mm. uh, the other things get get less of your attention, correct. and correct. they correct. get irritated, and they eventually wear off. They basically leave from. Yeah. So uh, that is how I've tried to manage the close ones around me. Right. So how do you think have you managed that? I would say first of all like it influences me a lot till this day because I can't control the surroundings I would say but uh, I can control the people that I spend my time with. Yeah. You know there is a uh, thing uh, I have heard about it that uh, uh, the five people what you spend most of your time with. They are you are basically a mean of them, like yeah, yeah. basically a some of them. Okay, and I think it goes on with virtual also. Like if you hear or if you, for example, there are masses or a group of people that follow a personal a politician who yeah. listen to him the whole day. Yeah, and they become so influenced by them that uh, even if even if they are watching him virtually, he is one of the five people who surrounds them mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Absolutely, yeah. I would. Uh, so I think this was very close to me when Kobe Bryant passed away. I felt a lot because I used to listen to him very consistently. I used okay. to follow him because uh, I thought uh, the Mamba mentality, what he used to call. I think that is. that is the way for me i really like how focused you have to be Correct. in that mamba mentality mm-hmm. so that is when i actually felt very bad when kobe bryant passed away because i felt somebody very close to me pass away and yeah. it was very bad yeah so uh, for the uh, so these habits also come to us in the book they have mentioned that from the masses right yeah the masses so, being i would give one example for the close ones uh, what they have mentioned in the book they have given the example of polgo sisters okay so basically polgo sisters when in uh, i guess uh, sweden and uh, their father was a professional chess player no 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 he was a psychologist uh, okay. yeah huh. and he, what he wanted to know was was talent uh, this thing hmm. uh, was talent something you were born with okay. or could you learn to be talented okay okay that okay. was his experiment so uh, so So what happens is these two sisters, okay, the three, first three one, sisters. Yeah, there are three sisters, but the two of them, they are they get eventually they get really good at chess. Yeah. And the elder one, uh, sorry, the younger one, first of all, she gets I think at at around fifteen years of age, she beats almost all the world records and almost all the uh, female players. Yeah. Chess players, okay, and she sets up a record. But the uh, I guess the elder one, she by the time she reaches twenty two, she becomes a Grand Slam champion. and uh, she something is that like obviously they they both 
live in a environment which yeah. favors them to like go on with the chess and go on pursuing a similar pattern i would say a similar pattern of uh, you know just getting on good with yourself playing chess yeah and so what i remember of the uh, of the story is that these three sisters uh, the first one uh, the eldest one hmm. uh, becomes a grandmaster by yeah. 22 the uh the second one becomes a grandmaster by around 19 right. and the third one becomes a grandmaster by 15 mm-hmm. so because because the first one had two player two people who were close to her yeah. they were yeah. good at chess yeah. that is why she is she becomes that correct correct the youngest one mm. has four people now it's okay. two times more to influence her to influence to be better right, right that is how the cues were set correct, that if correct. you are a good chess player that means it is a uh, it is a very good sign and you get social acceptance and all of that so she was she what they called had a talent for chess she had inert uh, this thing she knew intuitionally how to play chess okay okay, okay. that is what they said mm. so from the this other two sisters they like they they were taught it, yeah acquired, acquired so that that is what it felt like yeah. when they were said when others were seeing her correct correct so so this is a very good example of how talent does not exist and everybody is equal yeah. everybody has their own biases <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day how much harder how many good uh, habits you have how yeah. good your systems are yeah. matter or not matter so um, so you always uh, so in the second point they have already mentioned that masses affect you a lot yeah so masses mean if you go to the gym mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. there are everybody is working out correct so you work out yeah. you don't think about it you just work out work out yeah and the third thing what they have mentioned is powerful, powerful people. people how powerful for example tons of people even in this we have mentioned a lot of people right mm-hmm. who are powerful yeah. even this podcast so i can't imagine how many people got inspired from the jordan documentary yeah yeah, yeah yeah and started playing basketball yeah that, even i was one of them but uh, only the thing being we are in lockdown right now so i can't go and play yeah basketball. the last dance documentary the last dance documentary it was wow. very good very well made and very i think it encapsulated exactly what jordan was yeah, and i really liked it really i didn't wanted to see the other side of the jordan basically yeah. his personal life and uh, everything like if you just have you ever like watched jordan getting into that zone of uh, okay whatever is happening in my life i have already achieved it and i don't want it anymore further yeah never happens no. he always like chase on more and more greatness and you know even when kobe bryant was not that great mm-hmm. so he had a lot of problems with his family and he had a, a few so there was a very important game i don't remember exactly the game but in that game it was like he ha- he was about to lose everything he was about to lose his wife he was about to lose his basketball career okay. if the court went the other way so that game he he had nothing to lose literally uh, Lakers player had nothing to lose. Okay. So that felt very weird to him, and he was under tons of pressure because he could see everybody scrutinizing him from every direction. Right, right. So right. he did not know anything other than just play basketball okay. as good as he can. Okay. And that is what he did, hmm. and that was one of the best games he has ever played. Ah. Uh-huh. Because 
the more you are in the moment the more you can focus and the more you can build great things right so i think th- that is the same with jordan right was it the game uh, against the pacers i don't honestly don't we'll yeah. we'll link that to uh, in the yeah. i think he scored like 56 in that game yeah around yeah. 50 i i remember he almost scored above 50 that's for sure yeah yeah so even uh, i would say if you have to speak about our powerful people what you have in our country i would say so many people got inspired to do surya namaskar and yoga after watching narendra modi do it yeah 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 narendra modi is a big fan of i mean yoga and uh, you know like these uh, asanas and uh, surya namaskar obviously and i think my granny was most influenced by him yeah yeah if i had to give an example of how powerful people yeah and it is very yeah. um, humbling to see so many people mm. uh, following narendra modi, modi yeah. because so putting politics aside mm. if we just see what the actions he has taken correct correct actions being actions as a prime minister i think they have been massive in determining he has given a lot of people hope obviously uh, and yeah. in such a hopeless time mm. when you see huge developed countries fall apart yeah there is a guy sitting on top saying that yeah we can get through this okay, and so i don't know if it is subconscious or thing but i don't know but i just trust him like Yeah, I, I think he makes you trust you. Makes him, or makes you trust you. Yeah. Yeah, makes you trust, trust him. him. So yeah, <laughs> so that is, so I think that is a kind of personality that you can develop. Right. So I think this, uh, so this has been the core message that we both gathered from the, from the atomic habits. And I, yeah. I honestly think you should give it a read, even on Audible. Uh, I think you should give it a read. Or you can just download it from Telegram. Yeah. So, I I honestly was it was honestly one of the best books I have read, and no, 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 no. and I think you guys should give it a read. Hmm. So, do you have anything else to add? I would say like Atomic Habits is for people who are new to self help books, first of all, because it is so concise and so uh, up to the point. There is no like uh, long stories or reference stories that can mess up with you and your time. They are like straightforward messages, and yeah. I think it is a great read for even beginners and even for people who just want to sum all the self-help books of this genre in one. Yeah, and he has given a lot of uh, references even yeah, yeah. to other books. Yeah. So I really like this. So he's not very selfish in writing the book. He does not want people to just read his book. He wants mm-hmm. people to improve. Correct. And I think it is a great service that is providing. Obviously. So uh, So I so let's end it at this and I hope to I hope that you gain some insights in the book and I hope you guys give it a read. Yes. So I'll see you next time when we record the second episode of this. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, a lot. Thank you. Okay, thank you.